to the Simply Be You podcast, where we nourish all things mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. In the initial first two episodes of Simply Be You podcast, we will be sharing from the depths of our hearts stories about where we are coming from and how we got to be where we are now. Jasmine and I are so grateful for the lessons learned along the way. And as a result of this pain, Simply Be You was born. Welcome to our intro stories, where we learned to simply be. Welcome to podcast number one. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Emily. This is where we introduce ourselves. It's Emily's turn. In 2013, I was having thoughts to end my life. Thoughts of committing suicide. I've always felt different, even as a little girl. I was highly sensitive and overstimulated very quickly. I was a chronic worrier and super anxious about being perfect. I had stomach pain and I couldn't sleep well at night. I used values taught to me at home and church against myself, even as a little girl. My childhood mantra soon became, there must be something wrong with me. This warped way of thinking continued throughout my childhood. Anything that happened, I had a way of making it mean something terrible about me. I felt very alone. In eighth grade, I became a runner. Running helped to ease my pain. I loved to run. I was very fast and I was really good at it. When I was running, I could escape my poisonous head. It felt good to run away from all of this pain. I wonder why I was so angry but I couldn't and wouldn't ever be perfect enough or righteous enough. I was a toxic perfectionist. I am a Mormon, as I still like to say, also known as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Religion is meant to be a good thing, right? Well, leave it to me. I found a way to use its teachings against myself. You see, that is what a perfectionist does. No wonder church was so painful. I remember thinking, what is the point? Why should I keep going? Why should I keep trying? I'll never be good enough. I'll just give up. I married my first husband, Josh, in my early 20s while attending beauty school. Soon afterwards, he committed suicide. I experienced so many emotions concerning his death. And strangely, I remember feeling a little bit jealous. The pain inside me continued. My thoughts were suffocating me from the inside out. So of course, I did what I knew best. I used it against myself again. Thinking, of course, you guessed it. What is wrong with me? That is when this victim mentality started. I married Hal at age 24. I began living my lifelong dream of being a wife and mom. We are the super proud parents of two beautiful kids, Dax, who is 19, and Hallie is 16. At age 34, however, I kept feeling confused about why I was so angry, sad, and resentful, and even full of self-pity towards family life. I knew I wanted to be a mom and the wife to my family. I knew I wanted to stay, but I also wanted to be alone. I thought I must be crazy. I had needs and wants of my own, but I hadn't been paying attention to myself. I was running on empty. This was my breaking point. My body was trying to tell me to pay attention to this little girl who still lives inside of me, 
the parts of me that still wanted to dream and try things. I couldn't keep shutting myself down to care for my family. There had to be a way to care for them and a way to care for me too. At that time, I began doing one thing every day to take care of me before doing anything else for my family, which did help some. But I was still busy doing things, trying to check boxes at home and at church. I still didn't feel good enough. I still had feelings of hopelessness. And death at times sounded like a relief from being in my own head. But that terrified me more because I had a really great husband and darling kids whom I wanted to be with. I actually had a really great life. So why wasn't I happy? I couldn't understand what was going on with me. Intense shame filled my entire being. I didn't want to hurt them. None of this was their fault. I knew it was all the thoughts in my own head, but I didn't know how to turn off the pain. So there was that thought again, there must be something wrong with me. Thinking again that I must be the problem. How was I ever to escape this loop? I thought I had to be stronger. I had to figure it out alone. No one could know how I was feeling, so I never spoke to anyone but God about it. No one knew I was struggling in these ways. On the outside, all looked well. It never occurred to me that I could reach out to others to ask for help. Toxic perfectionism had poisoned my mind. I did not know how to show weakness to others or myself. At age 35, I hit an all-time low. I told my husband I didn't know who I was, what I thought, or what I believed, and that I needed some time to figure it out. I felt like a people-pleasing fraud, telling others what I thought they wanted to hear, smiling on the outside, but dying a little bit each time on the inside with each interaction. No wonder I wasn't happy. I was looking to everyone and everything outside of myself for love, acceptance, and approval. Three years later, we had a fire at our house. It was at that time I finally realized I didn't want to die. In fact, I wanted to live and figure out how to live well, to live the life of my dreams. I began finding ways to cope with my chaotic brain. I had to find tools. I was introduced to thought work, and thought work helped me to learn how to use my mind to work for me instead of against me. I learned that my thoughts were not truth. I learned that my thoughts are not me. I learned that thoughts are optional. We get to choose them. I became the observer of my mind. I learned how to forgive myself. I learned how to release shame. I learned how to begin managing my mind and turn toward myself for answers, to ask myself what I thought about things, allowing myself to have opinions and preferences. I began finding ways to be and think that were healthy for me. And I finally found tools that helped me align with my values while also finding room and space to be all of myself, all the parts of me. I also found relief in mindfulness tools by sitting in meditation I began a meditation practice and practice daily. Meditation allowed me time and space to just be. I didn't have to do anything, be anyone, or go anywhere. It was time to slow down.
I had to learn how to give myself permission to relax, learning to rest without labeling it lazy, resting in the being and not so much the doing. This is also when I found yoga. Movement up to this point had been very pounding on my body, like work harder, be stronger and move faster. But yoga was different. It was sacred movement, nourishing my body through movement that left me feeling restored and reconnected to my heart. Yoga was a place my mind was finally quiet. It felt like complete bliss to me. I never wanted to leave the yoga mat. Yoga helped me to develop a healthy relationship with myself. And as a hairstylist of 22 years, an untrained therapist to many people behind the chair, I truly learned how to care about others. These tools helped me to also learn how to care about me, learning how to talk kindly to myself, to lift myself up rather than beat myself down. Helping other people look and feel beautiful is fun. But helping believe that they are beautiful from the inside out is life-changing. So I had to do the work on myself before I could help anyone else. I am so full of gratitude for finding these tools. The way I live my life today is drastically different. With thought work, meditation, and yoga, my life, my story, my thoughts have changed. Today, I have a very loving relationship with myself, with my body, my mind, and my heart. I have learned to rewire my brain. My old thoughts of self-sabotage no longer haunt me. I belong to myself and I'm a member of many things. I know how to feel peace daily. I feel contentment in myself. I am calm. I am confident. I am radiant and have joy to simply be me. I just have to say that your story has inspired me in so many ways and I just adore you and love you and I'm grateful that we're on this journey. I do have a few questions for you about your story. When was the moment you realized you needed help? First, I want to say thank you and I love you right back. <laughs> I'm so happy you're taking this um, leap on this journey with me. It's going to be an amazing ride. I agree. Um, can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> when was the moment you realized you needed help? I remember feeling lost when I was 34 years old. I remember noticing that I kept showing up in the ways that I thought other people wanted me to so that they felt comfortable. And I remember thinking, I've got to just figure out what's going on for me. So I think the moment I realized that I needed help was, I remember sitting my husband down, telling him that I didn't know who I was, what I thought, what I believed. I just remember I was in my mid thirties and I couldn't go on another day like that. So you would say that the moment was when you felt most lost. Yes. And unsure of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I just had to figure it out because I was like, I thought at that time there was one right way to be. Right. And I had to find it. Right. It's interesting that we've come so far and we know that there is no one right way. Yeah. And everybody's journey is so 
different and beautiful in its own aspects. Um, okay, I have another question. How did you begin to change? I remember growing up when other people gave me permission to be a certain way, then I could do it. Right. And so if other people outside of me gave me permission, then I had permission to be fun or silly or whatever it was that I wanted to be that I couldn't allow for myself. So I remember just giving myself permission to put myself first to do one thing for me, to show up in the ways that I had always wanted to be. But I just had to give myself that ultimate permission. And so I just kept saying that to myself every day. I give you permission to be Emily. Who is she? I wonder what she thinks. I wonder what she loves. I wonder what she would do in this moment if there was no outside permission someone else giving you permission mm -hmm. someone else saying hey you can do this thing which I think sometimes in life we do need encouragement from someone else maybe like we want to jump off the cliff or just are too scared to do it but we know it will be fun and our friends like I'll hold your hand if we do it together sometimes we need that but also I know most often in life if we don't allow ourselves to truly be who we are that's when we feel most lost. Yeah. That's the riddle. And look at you now. I so have true. One, I have one more question. <laughs> How does your life look now? Each morning I wake up and I tell myself the things that I've always wanted someone else to say to me. Words are really powerful. So I speak kindly to myself. I start my day with mantras, if you will, or affirmations things that I want to be, things that I know are inside of me. And I just speak to that little girl. Um, I hold her when she feels lost. I tell her, I've got you, baby girl. I'm going to take the best care of you. I'd say probably the biggest thing now is instead of listening to my brain, I talk to my brain. I say, no, we're not doing that anymore. We're not talking unkindly or speaking kindly and I choose intentionally to have a good relationship a healthy relationship with myself so would you say that the lost woman in her mid-30s is now a profound speaker of her brain she knows exactly what to tell her brain she knows exactly where to put her thoughts and it's a very intentional purposeful mindful life Yes. Do you say that's where you are now? I would say I'm very mindful and I'm aware when I was mid thirties, I didn't realize my thoughts were so powerful. I just believed my thoughts and I thought that was the truth. And I didn't realize I can choose my thoughts. And you gave those thoughts power. So much power. Right. Thoughts are powerful. Right. So just that learning to become aware of my thoughts, what I think, not worrying so much about what everyone else thinks or everyone else is doing, but put that awareness, that responsibility back on myself. That's so beautiful. And observing my thoughts, my actions, turning that direction back towards me. Right. To your safe place, your home, your heart. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, would you say that this podcast is to help anyone and everyone 
who needs to understand thought work, understand mindfulness, understand affirmations, mantras, yoga, meditation, health and wellness. That's what this podcast is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, If you resonate with any sort of the pain that I experienced in my own life, I'm here to offer support, help, encouragement, help you to learn the tools yourself so that you too can return back to your own heart. Thank you so much for listening today. We appreciate you being part of the Simply Be You podcast. If you enjoy the podcast and find value, please leave us a rating and share it with your family and friends. Thank you for sharing our hearts with the people you love. Beyond the chair.